Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. Are you ready to once again live the life of Riley? This is episode number 190 of The Life of Riley, entitled Babs' Sweet 16 Birthday. It originally aired on February 28th. 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Down through the years, whenever Chester A. Riley's daughter, Babs, has celebrated her birthday with a party, her doting father has always been on hand to see that the kids enjoyed themselves. For instance, on Babs' fifth birthday... Okay, kiddies, watch the bottle now. It's spinning. It's slowing down. Well, little Susan Rackmill, you're it. You get to kiss me. Well, if that's the way you feel, take your present and go home. And now Babs is a grown-up young lady of 16, and a birthday party is being planned to celebrate the occasion. And true to form, her devoted daddy is doing most of the planning. I got it all figured out. The guests will be arriving around 8.30, and me and you, Peg, we'll receive them. Now, wait, Riley. We'll receive their coats, and I'll receive the presents. No, Riley. We'll go in... What do you mean, no? What's wrong? Nothing, except you're not going to be here. That's right, Daddy. You're going out to a movie. What? I'm not going to be at my own daughter's party? Me, your closest friend? Why, I've known you since you were born. Look, dear, I'm not going to be at the party either. And I've known her since the day she was born, too. But I saw her first. (laughs) Well... Naturally, I happened to be under an anesthetic at the time. Well, that's your tough luck. (laughs) Now, let's get one thing straight. I'm coming to this party or there ain't going to be no party. Oh, no, Daddy. If you're here, then... Well, you just can't. Well, of course I... Oh. Oh, I see. Now it's beginning to penetrate my thick skull. You're ashamed of me. Just because I'm an immigrant from Brooklyn. You, you don't want your fancy California friends to see me. You, oh, you... Daddy, that's silly. You know that isn't so. Yes, it is. Ain't I been to every one of your parties since you were five years old? But, Riley... But I was always the life of the party, too. I won all the prizes. That's just it, dear. It was all right when Babs is a little girl, but now she's 16. And she doesn't want a couple of old fogies like us around. Old fogey? I'm one of the youngest fogies in town. <laughs> You've got to realize Babs is growing up. I forbid it. Oh, now, Riley, be sensible. You can't expect boys and girls of 16 and 17 to have a good time with a girl's parents hanging around. Well, I... Oh, okay, I'll go out. Oh, thanks, Daddy. That's fine, dear. If we're both out, it'll be much better for the party. Remember how you felt when you were a boy of 16? I'm staying. <laughs> 
Babs, your father and I are going to the movies tomorrow night. That's fine. Okay, okay, I'll go to the movies, but you'll see. That party will be a flop without me. Now, don't misunderstand, Daddy. It isn't that I... Fine thing. Here I'm spending a fortune for this party, and you treat me like a social outlaw. Oh, that reminds me. I need some more money for the ice cream and the cake. Well, here, I got my pay envelope today. Oh, that's fine. Oh, you're sweet, Daddy. I really appreciate this. Yeah, I know. I'm only appreciated around here twice a week. When I bring in the pay envelope and take out the garbage. <laughs> it's not that bad, Riley. Well, you're always at... Riley. Yeah? Something's wrong. There's only $77 here. That's right, 77. Nothing's wrong. Well, I'll see you later. But, dear, there should be more. Now, wait, Peg. Stop looking at me like I'm a crooked thief. But you worked 10 hours overtime like last week. And last week you got 81. Well, it, it, it varies. There, there's deductions, old age pensions. But they deducted the old age pension last week, too. Well, it's more this week. I'm a week older. <laughs> Riley, you've been holding out money. I resent that, Peg. Oh, I don't mind, dear. After all, you earned it. But why be so secretive? I don't object if you've got a little hiding place. Just tell me. Oh, oh ain't that stupid. I, I mean, now look here, Peg. I don't like to be cross-examined like this. I ain't the kind of a man who holds out money on his family, and I ain't got no secret hiding places. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got some very important business to attend to down in the cellar. <laughs> Hey there, Riley! What do you want, Gillis? What's the matter? You sore or something? No, I just had a little run in with the missus. Imagine accusing me of holding out dough from the pay envelope. Boy, I sure told her off. You know what I said? How should I know? I ain't one of them snoopy guys goes around eavesdropping on his next door neighbor. Boy, I gave it a hurt good. And you were right. She had no right to look at you like you was a crooked thief. <laughs> Gillis, you hurt. Don't be sore. Next time I have a fight with my honeybee, I'll leave my window open so you can listen. Can't get over it, accusing me of holding out, not trusting me. Well, that's women for you. Always suspicious. It's an outrage. A wife suspicious of a, a loyal husband like you've been. How much dough you got stashed away? $63. I got 66 Three bucks more than you got. Well, you're married three years longer than me. <laughs> hey, uh, Gillis, where do you keep your roll? In, in the bank, huh? You think I'm crazy? That way, if I die, she gets it. <laughs> where do you keep yours, Riley? Oh, oh, oh don't worry. I, I got it where nobody will find it. Little here, little there, little someplace else. See, you think we were criminals the way we got to hide our own money? After all, I'm only holding it out for an emergency. Same with me. We're like prisoners. Yeah. We're saving a life sentence. The only trouble is I happen to be in love with the warden. <laughs> Always making trouble, them women. Yeah, you said it. Like this party of bed. Yeah, what a knife. You gotta stay away just because you're an old fogey. <laughs> oh, you know about that, too. Yeah, tonight I tuned you in early. <laughs> It hurts, Gillis. Believe me, my own little girl's sweet 16 party, and I gotta get dragged to see a movie. Morning becomes electric. You know, <laughs> the life of Edison. It's a dirty trick. I'd do something about it. You know, this is serious. 
Today you can't go to Babs' sweet 16 party. Next thing you know, you ain't invited to a wedding. Yeah, well, just let her try it. I'll get even. When Babs and her husband want to go out for an evening, she won't get me to sit with her baby. <laughs> Don't even wait for the baby. Do something about it now. Show up at the party. But Peg is making me go to the movie. So go. Sit for a half an hour, then tell her you're going out to buy some popcorn and sneak home. Once you're home, it's too late. Hey. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'll do it. Sure. I'll be at that party, all right. I want those children to have fun. Atta boy. Uh, old fogey, am I? Well, I'll show her I can be just as childish as anybody there. <laughs> Thirty, hadn't you better get started for the movie? Yes, come on, Ronnie. Yeah, can't wait to get rid of me, huh? Oh, Daddy, how can you say that? Never mind, I know. I just meant if you don't go now, you'll miss the beginning of the picture. Never mind your excuses. Someday you'll have a daughter of your own, and she'll push you out of the house. Then you'll know what it means to be a father. <laughs> I'm not pushing you out of the house. My goodness, if that's the way you feel, stay. Well, as long as you ask nicely, Keep your coat on. You're going to the movies with me. Now, come on. All right, but mark my words, Peg. Someday you'll have a daughter of your own. Oh, they're here. Oh, Riley, wait. Let Babs go to the door. I'm here already. Oh. Well, hello, Tommy. Come in. Good evening, sir. Hello, Babs. Hello, Mrs. Riley. Hello, hello, Tommy. Let me have your coat, Sonny. Really, Father? Tommy happens to be a sophomore at UCLA. Oh. Let me have your coat, Pop. <laughs> and uh, I'll take that package you got there, too. Mmm, chocolate. Uh, but that's for Babs. I'll give it to her. Daddy, please. Oh, more customers. Oh, hi, Babs. Happy birthday. Hello, Joe. Hi, Mrs. Riley. Hello, Joe. Oh, hello, Mr. Riley. Say, I remember you, Joe. You were at Babs' party last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I pitched pennies with you. I won 30 cents, remember? Yeah, me and my girl had a walk home. The Pasadena. <laughs> well, I don't teach you not to gamble. <laughs> oh, Chester, dear, don't you think we'd better... Oh, relax, Peg. Well, uh, what's new, kid? Uh, well... Well, uh... Well... Uh, Joe, why don't you play something for us? Joe played the piano beautifully. Go on, Joe. No, I, I don't feel like it right now. Oh, come on. Come on, Joe. Don't be bashful. Okay, I'll play. Don't drag me. Uh, Riley, we, we'd better get started if we're going. Oh, aren't you going to be here for the party, Mr. Riley? No, I'm leaving. Riley? Okay, I'm coming. But it's a shame I have to leave just when I got the party going. Oh, Riley, will you stop fidgeting? Can't you sit still? Well, I'm worrying about the party. I hope you're having a good time. Well, don't worry. They'll manage all right. Now, watch the picture. I don't like those travelogues. Where are you going? I'll be right back. I'm thirsty. I want to get some popcorn. Uh, pardon me, madam. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh. Whew. oh. So far, so good. Uh, hey, Usher. Yes, sir? Look, I I'm leaving now. My wife will be coming out asking for me, so you just tell her I had a headache, so I went for a long walk. Huh? But how will I know who your wife is? Oh, you know. 
In about 15 minutes, a woman will be coming out here with a murderous look in her eye. That's my loving wife. <laughs> what? I'm almost home. It's only 9 o'clock. Boy, I sure put one over on Peg. <laughs> Telling her I'm going out for popcorn. Oh, 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 I'm so clever. Popcorn, and she swallowed it. <laughs> Well, you certainly come a long way for your popcorn. Peg, what are you... I left you in... Don't hit me! Thought you could put one over on me, huh? Well, I, I... I don't understand. How did you get here so... I took a taxi. I caught on you weren't going for popcorn. How? Oh. You never put your shoes on just to go and get popcorn. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't help it, Peg. I just gotta be here for Babs's party. Oh, you're hopeless. Well, as long as we're here, we might as well go in. Oh, sure, that's the spirit. Why, look at that. The party's in full swing. Why, where are you going? I just want to take a peek. You leave those kids alone. You're staying in the kitchen with me. Just for a second. They won't even know I'm here. Please, huh? All right, but don't interfere. And if you're not in the kitchen in five minutes, I'm coming in to get you. Five minutes. Okay, five minutes. Hi, Jenny. Oh. <laughs> Boy, what a dead party. Well, I got here just in time to liven things up. Come on, kids, show a little pat, huh? Daddy, please. Oh, don't worry. I'll have this party on its feet in no time. We... Hey, look who's here. Ain't you beat this glass? Hello, Mr. Riley. Well, sure. I remember you. You've been coming to Bads' parties for years. Why, I knew you when you were only this high. You had big buck teeth and freckles. I'd have recognized you anywhere. Daddy, I think Mother wants you in the kitchen. Yeah, well, in a minute, honey. First, I want to tell the gang a great joke I heard. Brand new. Get this, gang. Why does a fireman wear red suspenders? Give up. A fireman wears red suspenders. He'll keep his pants up. Ha, ha. <laughs> How did you know? I was here last year. <laughs> well, you won't be here next year. Oh, it's a wise guy in the crowd. Well, we had enough jokes, so let's play a game. Huh? What do you think? Daddy, I don't think they like games. What do you mean they won't like games? Everybody likes games. We'll... I know what we'll play. Where's the bottle? Oh, here. We're going to play spin the bottle. Oh, isn't this fun? Now, now here's the idea, see? All you girls gather around me, and all you boys, you, you go in the corner and watch. Now, now, now we're ready. And when I spin the bottle... Well, uh, well, well, come on, come on. Don't be shy, girls. Daddy, Daddy they don't want to play spin the bottle. Okay, then we'll play something else. I got just the game. I got all the stuff right here. The game. I got all the stuff right here. There it is. Pin the tail on the donkey. Now, who's going to be first? How about you, Tommy? Uh, excuse me. I got to go now, Mr. Riley. I got to be home early. My, uh, my kid brother's thick. Oh. Well, that's too bad. How about you, Joe? I gotta go. My kid brother's sick, too. Oh, oh no, Joe, don't go. My cousin's sick. Holy smokes, it's an epidemic. <laughs> no, don't go. Wait, you just came as refreshments. Tutti Fruity ice cream, my favorite. Wait here, I'll go get it. Tommy, what's put on earth? Why are you locking that door? Peg, quick, get the refreshments. Mr. Riley, will you open the door, please? What in the world's going on? They all want to go home to kill Joyce. What? Oh, mother. 
Abdi, darling, what happened? Daddy ruined everything. Everything was fine until he came along and now everybody wants to go home. But they can't. I got the door locked. <laughs> oh, I've never been so miserable in my whole life. Well, Chester well, Riley, I told you not to interfere, but you wouldn't listen. Oh, you know it all. You had to go and... What's that stupid thing you got in your hand? That's the donkey's tail. <laughs> Here, take it. Pin it on me. <laughs> the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. Oh, Ken, more people are buying more Prell than ever before. Of course. It's Prell, the radiant cream shampoo, for two reasons. First, Prell-washed hair is far more radiant than hair washed with old-fashioned soap or soap shampoo because Prell can't leave a soap film to dull your hair appeal. Prell leaves your hair smooth and soft, easy to manage. Second, Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. And Prell goes farther than any other known shampoo, cream or liquid, because it's concentrated for economy. One trial will prove it. You use less, get more lather. So ask for the shampoo in the handy tube. Try Procter & Gamble's... P-R-L-L-L shampoo. Leaves their radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Come to the tube. Handy, too. P-R-E-L-L shampoo. Buy Prell Shampoo. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Riley's attempt to be the life of Bab's birthday party resulted in a fiasco. Most of the teenage guests want to leave, but Riley temporarily averted this disaster by locking the guests in the living room. Mr. Riley, will you please open the door? I can't. It's stuck. Riley, open that door. But they'll go home. Peg, feed them. Slip some ice cream under the door. <laughs> we can't keep them here by force. Now open that door. But it'll break Babs's heart. You've done that already. You humiliated her in front of all her friends. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Poor kid. She's still in the room. Peg, go see how she is. Huh? What can I possibly say to her? She's in there crying. Well, cheer her up. Wish her a happy birthday. Oh, you... I ought to have my head examined for letting you out of my sight. Mr. Riley, will you open the door, please? We've got to get home. Okay, okay, I'll open it. Oh, what a mess. I'll have to let them out. You can't keep people locked up forever. I'd say it depends on the people. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell. The friendly undertaker. I didn't hear you come in, Digger. I was passing by your windows and I saw some candles burning. So naturally, I rushed right in. <laughs> oh, well, they were on Bats' birthday cake. Oh, well, my mistake. Oh, wait. Wait, Digger. Digger, I'm in a jam. Mr. Riley, please, let me out. Hurry, man, let him out. No. No, not yet. How can you be so calm? When I hear a man yell, let me out, I work fast. <laughs> What's going on here, anyway? Well, I spoiled Babs' party. I didn't mean to, but you know me, Digger. I'm always opening my big mouth. When will I learn to keep still? Someday I'll teach you. <laughs> Everybody wants to go home. Digger, maybe you know how to bring a party back to life. <laughs> 
Well, it's a little out of my line. <laughs> I gotta keep him from going. If there was only some way to entertain him, that help me, Digger. Ah, Riley, Riley, you're forever coming to me to pull your chestnuts out of the fire. I know, Digger, but help me now, and I promise this will be the last time you'll straighten me out. Would you care to bet? <laughs> What'll I do? Quiet, man. I'm cogitating. Well? Eureka. I have it. A treasure hunt. That always intrigues the kiddies. You think so? Now, let's see. Uh, uh-huh. Ah, there's a bowl of peanuts. Yeah. That can be the treasure. Uh-huh. I'll hide them throughout the house. And there must be a prize for the one who finds the most. I'm willing to sacrifice a dollar. That's capital. Uh-huh. Now, unlock the door, and we'll announce the treasure hunt. Oh, this will kill them. Okay. Hmm. I never thought I'd see the day when I'd be burying peanuts. (laughs) Now, wait a minute, gang. Hold on. Now, now, listen. I I know, I know the party's been pretty flat up for now, but someone just showed up who's going to give it a lift. Meet Digger Odell, the undertaker. Yes, sir, we're going to have real fun. What are we going to do now, take poison? (laughs) We're going to have a treasure hunt. Treasure hunt. My mother warned me there'd be times like this. And whoever finds the treasure can keep it. And the one who finds the most treasure gets a prize. A whole dollar. Think of that, kiddies. A whole dollar. I'll pay two dollars if you'll let me go home. Young man, I deplore rudeness in children. One more word out of you and I'll lay you out. (laughs) And Digger's the guy that can do it, too. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. Now, I'm going to bury the treasure, and when I return, the hunt is on. And remember, let us be gay. Gee, listen, Digger. Everything's so quiet. So it is. Well, what did you expect? You want him to shriek with joy over finding a few peanuts? Well, I had to do something to save the party. You're only making things worse. Well... Maybe I'd better go check up and you see if they... stay right here in this kitchen. But maybe they're having trouble finding the treasure. Be patient. They'll find it. You see, whenever I put things away, it takes a while to dig them up. <laughs> ah, treasure hunt. What a corny stunt. Corny is right. Is that Riley a square? With a head to match. Oh... That Babs is such a cute chick. And look at the old man she's got. Boy, nature sure can double-cross you. Hey, what are we wasting our time with this kid stuff for? For a measly buck. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm with you, pal. Hey, through the window there. Yeah. Hey, watch out for that flower pot. Oh, gosh, I broke it. Hey, look at this. What? In the flower pot, five one-dollar bills. Hey. You think that's some of the treasure? Sure, what else? Wow, what a game! You know we had old man Riley all wrong. Come on, let's look for some more. <laughs> Shh. Listen, I think I heard something. Hey, Punch, look what I found. Oh, that's nothing. What's how much I got? Well, Listen, you hear that? Look, I just found five more. It's going over. They're enjoying it. Listen. My goodness, I never saw... Just listen to them. I never saw kids so crazy about peanuts. (laughs) 
It's going over, Digger. My party's a success. I'm so happy for you. Well, is the party a success or is it a success? You win, dear. You win. Oh, Daddy, it's wonderful. Everybody's having so much fun. They're all raving about the party. And you did it. Uh, just call me Elsie Maxwell. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Riley. Oh, boy, what a stunt. I found 15. Good for you, Tommy. That's the nuts. I found 17. Great work. I found 13. Well, don't let the boys beat you. Go back. Find some more. Hey, look, I found 22. 22? Here, count for yourself. No, no, hey, wait. You're disqualified. This ain't peanuts. This is lettuce. You're always the wise guy who... <laughs> this is money. Where did you get it? Where'd you get it? Where you hit it? Well, I found five the in the flower pot. I got most of mine. Up the chimney. I found ten in the... The cuckoo clock. Give it back, everybody. Oh, you're a great kidder. That's the best joke you told tonight. Boy, what a treasure hunt. Altogether, we found $62. 62. But I hit 63. Wait a minute. Riley, get off the stove. I got it. Behind the calendar here. My last dollar. Here it is. Oh, I'll take that, Mr. Riley. That's my prize for finding the most. But Mr. I... Riley, you're okay. You sure know how to throw a party. But, but... Ah, he's okay, huh, gang? Oh, say he is. Come on, everybody. For he's a jolly good fellow. 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 What a revolting development this is. <laughs> We'll be back in just a moment. A family favorite. That's Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Listen to what Mrs. Genevieve Weston of Seattle, Washington has to say about Prell. My seven-year-old daughter now does her own hair with Prell. And it's so easy to use, she has no trouble at all. With Prell, I know that her hair will always be thoroughly clean and radiant. Yes, whole families agree. Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly. Leaves hair radiantly lovely. Try. Leaves their radiance gleaming bright. Marvel dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, and it too. P-R-B-L-L Pearl Shampoo. Well, it was a great party. Delightful. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. But somebody owes me $63, and I'm going to get it. But, dear, I don't understand. It couldn't be your $63, honey. Where did you get all that money to hide around the house, darling? You wouldn't hold out money on me, would you, sweetheart? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Never, sweetheart. <laughs> well... See you later. Ho, ho, ho. That's a good one on you, Riley. Oh, yeah? Listen, Digger, I'm out 63 bucks. My life savings, and you're responsible. You owe me 63 bucks. Well, I'm a little short of cash right now, but I'll tell you what I'll do. You can take it out in trade. <laughs> Listen, Digger, it's time you were shoveling off. Good night. Procter and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. 
The script is by Reuben Ship and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. Along on a tandem she goes Her blouses she kept white and pearly With wonderful ivory snow Ah, wonderful ivory snow Just the beauty bath to keep your lovely blouses, lingerie and nylons new looking longer And your hands will tell you why Ivory snow keeps nice things lovely longer Prove it, this week wash dishes with ivory snow When you see how it pampers your hands You'll know it's extra kind to your fine fabrics there's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow's the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated for efficiency. Makes suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Ivory Snow's so kind to your hands, you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and lovely blouses, sweaters, and lingerie. Oh, wonderful Ivory Snow. S-N-O-W. <laughs> This is Ken Niles reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prell Shampoo. And listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. And now stay tuned for Truth or Consequences. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Well, here we have an episode where Riley destroys Bab's life instead of destroying Junior's life. It seems that so many of the episodes we've had recently, he's been meddling in Junior's affairs. And of course, there's been plenty where he meddles in, in Bab's affairs as well. But, uh, but here is uh, Riley destroying... Babs's sweet 16th birthday party, and it cost him, uh, what was that, $63, $66, <laughs> whatever it was that he had saved. And uh, a little bit different ending with Riley telling Digger Odell that it's time for him to be shoveling off instead of, instead of Digger saying that. So a little, little bit of a twist in this episode. We received a comment from one of our listeners on Podbean. This is regarding a, a very old episode of My Favorite Husband, the Charity Bazaar Kissing Booth episode. That was years ago that we put that out there. And Delph is the listener. So Delph must be starting at the beginning and, and listening to everything. Welcome, Delph. I'm glad you're listening. Here is Delph's comment. They said, I've never seen a kissing booth in person. I don't know if I'd ever run one. I would be too afraid of catching herpes or mono. <laughs> well, Delph, I, I agree with you. I don't think I've ever seen a kissing booth in person either. They were popular decades ago. I guess, because I have seen them in older TV shows and old movies and, of course, in old-time radio, but I don't think I've ever seen one in person either. 
and uh, and I agree with you. I don't think I would ever run one either. There's just too many diseases out there right now, and of course, uh, COVID being number one on everybody's list. But thanks for listening, and thanks for your comment. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for the next episode of The Life of Riley, and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Aldrich Family. Until next time, in the words of writer and poet Alice Walker, you don't always have to be doing something. You can just be, and that's plenty.